Welcome to Every Believer Confident, hosted by Dr. Mark Farnham, where we explore in seven minutes or less how to effectively share and defend your faith. This is apologetics for the average Christian, with ideas and practical principles that can help you this week as you engage unbelievers with the good news of the gospel. Let's go get some confidence. Welcome back to the Every Believer Confident Podcast. This is Dr. Mark Farnham. And in this episode, we are picking up where we left off last time, talking about ways that unbelievers suppress the truth that they know, as we are told in Romans chapter 1. Again, in Romans 1, we're told that every unbeliever knows God and is in a relationship of wrath with God, is well aware of his guilt, uh, that God is holy, that God exists, and not just a God, but the God of the Bible. And last time we talked about how suppression happens in religion. This time we're talking about other ways in which people suppress the knowledge of God in their lives. I want to talk about a second way, and that's with distractions. The truth is uh, many people get so busy with their jobs, their hobbies, their possessions, technology, uh, relationships, and a thousand other time-consuming activities so they don't have to think about their souls and their eternal destiny. I think about how technology has made it so easy to just lose yourself in the latest series that you're binge-watching, or constantly scrolling on your phone, or playing video games uh, hours and hours every day. And we live in a radically different world today than we lived in 20 years ago. And Most people acknowledge that. They're aware of that. But one of the side effects of technology, or actually any distraction is that it doesn't require us to think about our lives, ourselves, our hearts, our souls. And as a result then, back in uh, most of human history, when boredom was a part of life and being alone was part of life and silence was part of life, people had the opportunity and they had the time to think about their souls, to think about guilt, to think about God, who he might be. And uh, that just simply doesn't exist anymore for most people. So by flooding their schedules with constant busyness, they never have to face up to the darkness within that haunts them. And so that is one way that many people suppress the truth of God, by never facing up to the reality of who they are before God. A third way that people suppress the truth is by drugging themselves with substances that dull the pain of guilt, whether it's drugs or alcohol, food, sex, television, internet, sleep, music. We could go on and on. These things are not only distractions sometimes, but they are also addicting substances which allow people not to have to face reality uh, because it uh, clouds their thinking. These things allow many people not to have to experience the pain of guilt Uh, because that substance keeps them from feeling guilt, feeling remorse, wrestling with uh, the soul and with God. And I think for many people in our world, when we ask the question, why are they addicted to various things? It's because there is brokenness as a result of sin, either their own or someone else's. And uh, the reason they become addicts is because they don't want to have to face it. A fourth way to suppress the knowledge of God is simply to deny that there's evidence for God and to refuse to look at anything that claims to be evidence. 
In this case, the individual refuses to listen to arguments for God and discounts anything that's put forth as evidence. This shows the lack of objectivity in an unbeliever because at the core he doesn't want God to exist. And I've encountered this many times in talking to skeptics that uh, when they want evidence for God or they want evidence for uh, the, the truth of the Christian faith, the reliability of scripture, whatever it might be, no matter how much evidence you present, it is never enough for them. A good example of this is when Thomas Nagel, professor of law and philosophy at New York University, candidly said in his book, The Last Word, quote, I speak from experience, being strongly subject to this fear myself. I want atheism to be true and am made uneasy by the fact that some of the most intelligent and well-informed people I know are religious believers. It isn't just that I don't believe in God and naturally hope that I'm right in my belief. It's that I hope there is no God. I don't want there to be a God. I don't want the universe to be like that, unquote. Why would someone knowingly reject something solely on the basis that he didn't want it to be true? Well, the answer is that people reject God because they do not want to be accountable to him. In another place, Thomas Nagel said the thought of being accountable to a higher being uh, is repugnant to me. That's what he said in one of his books. They do not want to believe. Unbelievers do not want to believe that they've sinned against a God who will call them to account and judge them someday. And so the truth or falsity of the situation, the truth of the evidence, is beside the point for some people. Truthfully, if a person doesn't want something to be true, he can talk himself into believing that it is, in fact, not true. So these are several other ways that people suppress the truth of God. And again, as you're talking to unbelievers, one of my goals is to figure out how are they suppressing the truth of God. Is it through religion, through distractions, through addictions, uh, through various uh, other types of things that allow them not to face up to their guilt before a holy God who they know quite well. Well, I hope this has helped you think through the unbelievers that you know and the ones you've tried to reach and to think of how you can ask questions and get to the root of their suppression of the truth of God and that that will give you opportunity to ask questions and to speak the truth in a way that addresses that. I hope that this helps you this week and may God bless you as you encounter and engage unbelievers for the sake of the gospel. For more information on how you can host a practical apologetics conference at your church or to listen to past episodes, please visit apologeticsforthechurch.org.